So we're working on prosperity this month. We're claiming prosperity this month, and we're using this lovely book of Edwin Gaines called The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. Last week, we covered the idea that if we have God really as part of ourselves, then the good that we attribute to God, the love, the life, the goodness, the sweetness, the abundance, the money, everything that we hold dear, everything that we think of as good, if God is our good and God is right here, then we are never really separate from those things that we want. And that was kind of the premise, if you will, of, of last week. No more thinking of God as uh, too far up and too far away. Instead, our good is right here, right with us. Okay, this week we're going to talk a little bit about giving and taking, the idea of the uh, uh, the, the law of giving and receiving. But before we get to that, well, actually, two things before we get to that. One, I actually have a joke. So we'll start off with that, I think. <laughs> All right. So there are three bills in a woman's purse. They started visiting, catching up, you might say. The $100 bill said that it had been on a cruise to a casino, but its favorite trip had been to an exclusive jewelry store. The $20 bill said it had been around a lot, really, too, circulating in grocery stores, at the hairdresser, and through many, many restaurants. The $1 bill hadn't really said much in the conversation, so finally the $100 bill asked him, what's up? What have you been to lately? The $1 bill said, you know, same old stuff, back and forth at church. <laughs> Not our church, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the other place I wanted to start was by finding out I saw a delightful movie this year, and I'm wondering how many, how many other people saw the movie Up. Did you see that fun movie with the, the man and the balloons in the house? Well, that movie is kind of, not only was it the song we're singing this month, but this movie really illustrated to me the idea of giving and receiving. So for those of you who didn't see it, minor plot synopsis. So it's an elderly gentleman, close to 80. His wife died some years before, and that process, I think, really hardened his heart. Not going outside of the house much anymore. Grumpy old man. You sort of know the picture. If, for those of you who knew Dennis the Menace, this would be Mr. Wilson, right? <laughs> ne never a good thing to say. Never a happy moment. And yet, secretly, we all know what this guy wants, what this guy needs, what this guy is aching for is love in his life again. But... Much in the way that uh, someone that I worked with for, for about 15 years, he had the cubicle next to me, he would say things like this, Why can't I get a date? <laughs> in fact, I, I wore my Eeyore tie today, and th thinking of him. And, and of course, really, this is illustrating the law of giving and receiving. Because if you want more love in your life, what do you have to do? You have to give it away, right? You can't be like my old work buddy. You can't be like the guy in Up. You have to be able to put love out there in the world and to, so to receive it back, right? And not only does it work with love, but it works with all the qualities of God. Think about joy, for example. Again, if you wanted more joy in your life, let's say you were planning a joyous party. Would you do it with like, you know, 
gray decorations? Would you, would you plan a joyous party with, you know, like a music, like a dirge or something like that? No. We all instinctively know, right, that if we want to receive joy in our life, we create a joyous atmosphere. We have a smile on our face. We, we have streamers at the party, you know. We make the punch extra nice, right? If we want to see joy, we plan for joy. Okay, the actual law of giving and receiving, I can't think of it spoken of more clearly or succinctly other than the way Jesus phrased it in the New Testament. Here's what he said in Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Very straightforward. If you want to measure your love, give love. If you want to measure joy, give joy. And it works with peace. It works with all the spiritual qualities that we think of endowed with God. All right. Now I've gone and said that, and we know that one of the spiritual attributes of God is abundance, right? And yet, when the subject comes to money, very often any conversation gets very quiet because somehow we think that it must work differently for money. And I've had people actually argue with me in classes before, well, that's all fine and good with love and joy and peace, but I don't have enough money to tithe anywhere. How can I give away that which I wish to receive. I mean, think about it, Larry. Are you crazy? If I give my money to charity, you know, I won't have any. So why is it that when we come up to the idea of money, we think this spiritual principle is just out the window? It just doesn't apply. Because, of course, it does. If we can apply the law of giving and receiving to love, if we can apply it to joy, if we can apply it to peace, we can also apply it absolutely to abundance. And I wanted to use Edwin Gaines' idea in here of how she talks about giving and receiving. And, uh, and this is a great, in fact, I'm going to do a little setup because she writes so beautifully. It's, a, it's such a charming book. She tells the story of, here she is, she's $40,000 in debt on credit cards, no less, this isn't debt secured, you know, by a car or a home or anything. She owes $40,000 on credit cards. <clears throat> she's doing some minor speaking engagements. And in fact, she, she's, uh, she's driven to Florida, clear across the country. And because the setup is she's paid by the number of people that are coming to this talk, she doesn't even know whether she's going to make her expenses. And that morning, she kind of has a little meltdown, as she says it in the book. And she gets down on her knees and makes a bargain with God. Have you ever done that? Have you ever just thought, all right, I'm throwing in the towel because today I can't figure out how I'm going to do what I need to do. So she did. And she said, God, I'm willing to do what it takes, but you need to give me a sign. You need to show me what I can fundamentally do different in my life that will turn my finances around. Here's what happened. After praying, I looked out the window of my hotel room, and right outside was a huge billboard, a literal sign. It was from an international diamond marketing company, and it said, Raise your standard of giving. Now you understand the law of giving is this. As you give, so you receive. That puts you absolutely in charge of your receiving. 
Are you ready to receive more? If you want to receive more, but you don't know how, here's the simple, the bald answer. Give more. Raise your standard of giving. I promise you that the results will be quite incredible. So if we apply this same standard, this same uh, spiritual principle of giving and receiving to money, just like we would expect love back if I'm giving out love, just like we would expect joy back if I'm planning the joyful party, just like I would expect peace back if I'm setting a serene and beautiful environment for myself, I am here to tell you, you can absolutely expect the abundance of the universe right back at you when you have that giving attitude, when you cheerfully, from the heart, share your time and your talents and your treasures into the world. It comes back, back again to the Bible. It comes back, how did he put it? A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will simply be poured into your lap. It works with money. And in fact, there's even a very special case of giving and receiving with money, and it's called tithing. And believe it or not, in this fairly short book, Edwin Gaines talks for almost about 100 pages on tithing. She said it was the most important spiritual principle that she learned. So what is tithing? It simply means a tenth. It simply means taking a tenth of your income and giving it to your spiritual source or sources. It's no trickier than that. And I believe, you know, people will say, well, why does this specifically work? And I, and I guess, you know, as with all things that are faith-based, I don't know that it's as easy as some kind of a formula. But what I do know is that by tithing to your spiritual source, in essence, metaphorically, you are tithing to God itself. You are tithing to the source of all good, the source of all love, the source of all abundance, the source of infinite support. Everything, if we say that God is everything, then anything that you profit from is a form of God. And so by having that intimate interchange with God, by tithing to your spiritual uh, source, I think it is simply cinching up, if you will, tightening that unity between you and God in such a way and tying it to money that the results are almost staggering. For Edwin Gaines, she went, oh, well, here, actually, let me read this one more part because I just love the way she says it. So she did something interesting. After she saw the billboard, after she had her successful speaking engagement that day, she came home and she thought to herself, all right, I'm going to give this tithing thing a chance. And so here's what she did. I gave God a six-month chance to prove, <laughs> isn't this funny? It's like, okay, but if it takes making a bargain with God, why not? Why not? If it takes a little trick, right? Why not do it? Here's what she said. I gave God a six-month chance to prove the tithing promise to me, and God did so beyond my wildest imaginings. I opened not one, but two highly profitable companies, making them up as I went along and asking guidance for even the simplest things from God. By the end of three months, my income had doubled. At the end of six months, it had tripled. And though I had come to the end of my contract with God, I wasn't about to stop. Even though I still had moments of doubt, tithing had become a way of life for me, and I kept it going. At the end of the first year of tithing, 
all debt had been reduced, and I had received more than $100,000. Now, Edwin Gaines, of course, is one of those, what do they call them, rags to riches stories? I mean, really, she went from being a single mother deeply in debt to, you know, not only wealthy, but profoundly known in the, in the New Thought and the self-help community, both as, uh, both as someone who really represents how to go about this prosperity thing from the ground up, but also just as a marvelous public speaker and personality, you know, really a rags-to-riches story. But I also wanted to share my story, because tithing doesn't mean you have to start off poor, to get somewhere. So my own story, you know, I worked for the telephone company for many, many years, and one of the things I'd been taught really as a child was that saving was a good thing. And so for, for many years at the telephone company, you know, maybe a couple percent of my income, maybe three percent of my income always went into savings for my retirement someday. And I always, I always pictured this sort of, uh, what do they call them, golden parachute or something that would be there so that when I retired, it wouldn't just be Social Security. I would actually have a cushion. Well, about 10 years ago, um, when I became involved with the church, and, and I don't remember, I think it maybe was Reverend Annie Green got up on, on one October morning and talked about the tithing thing. And, um, you know, and I was there with a good friend who was a tither, and he said, you should try this. You want to see that little retirement fund you have grow? Try tithing. Well, of course, I, I mean, first of all, I was in denial that it would work. Second of all, I was angry that he would suggest it. <laughs> Third of all, like, well, whose business is it anyway what I want to do with my money, right? But I thought, because uh, Reverend Annie that Sunday had done a fairly compelling job of explaining how this would work, I thought, well, why not? Of course, I chickened out. I didn't really do 10%, but I did 5%. And what I, without even realizing it, when a year had gone by, my little nest egg had doubled in a year. Now, it wasn't quite the Edwin Gaines uh, doubling in three months, but then she was doing 10%. And as we're going to find out in the next three weeks, she was doing some other things in addition to just the tithing that magnified that sum of money so. But you know, what happened was, so a few years into my tithing career, I realized that my nest egg had really grown in a surprising way. Well beyond, because of course we compared notes, right, where I worked. Other people were saving similarly. Theirs were not growing as well. I had made a few simple changes to the direction of the investment and whatnot. And mine, despite a recession at the time, was growing. Despite what other people were doing at the time, it grew. And I thought, all right. I'm going to pull out the stops. I'm going to do the 10%. We'll see what happens. You know, I mean, I, I could afford it, right? That was one of the nice things about not being a rags-to-riches story because when I already was a member of the middle class, I thought, well, what's the worst that could happen is I'll just stop after a few months. So I did the 10%, and I got to tell you, it exploded. My nest egg turned into, I don't know what, a, an 18-pack of nest eggs. Do you know what I mean? It was incredible. And what I know is today, right now, if I never earn another nickel when I reach 65, when I start taking the money out of that account, I will be living better now then than I am now because my retirement fund is beautiful 
and fulsome, and I absolutely believe that I owe it to the idea of tithing. So where am I today? Believe it or not, I tithe 20% of my income today. I am so convinced that tithing is an immense, an immense ability to change someone's life around financially. All right, so I want to summarize here. First of all, giving and receiving require each other. Don't be the Eeyore, oh, I just don't know, when will I get a date? You know, if you want love, be big about love. The hand should be out to receive a handshake. The arms should be out to hug people. You should be finding babies to hold and, and dogs to play with, right? If you're, if you're a little shy about the dating scene, then go for babies and dogs because they'll love you. They will love you from the first instant no matter what. But what I know is if you want more love, put out some love. Step forward. Claim it. If you want more joy in your life, plan the party to be outrageous and cool and fun. And, and if you want more abundance in your life, be willing to give in that same way, in that same measure. And I'm going to do one more thing here by way of homework. I'm doing my, my uh, infamous money-back guarantee. For those of you who are very nervous about this, for those of you who are thinking that tithing to a spiritual source is risky business, let me just eliminate the risk. I want everyone here in this congregation to feel the full impact of tithing in your lives if you are willing. And so I, I believe the seat pockets and, and, and all of the um, uh, chairs here have pledge cards pledge cards in them. If you haven't pledged before, pledge. If you're nervous about it, if you think a tenth is like somehow going to like blow your mind or something like that, write M-B-G on it. Money back guarantee. And what I say to you is if after six months your finances are not in better shape than they are right now, if you're somehow thinking this was a horrible idea and, and you're down to your last nickel after six months, I will simply refund the money that you have tithed. Money back guarantee. So that's your homework. Give it a thought. If, you're, if you have to play a little bit chicken like I did and need to start off at 5%, you know, so be it. But what I know is that tithing works. I absolutely know that it works. So I'd like to close today with a prayer, and we're going to do the same Ernest Holmes prayer that we did last week. So I'll say a line, and you repeat it back, all right? Good and more good is mine. Good and ever-increasing good is mine. There is no limit to the good which is mine. Everywhere I go, I see this good. I feel it, I experience it. It crowds itself against me. It flows through me. It expresses itself in me. And it multiplies itself around me. Good and more good are mine. And so it is. Thank you very much. Thank you.